Yes, I know what you think of me. You never shut up. Never shut up. Never shut up. Never shut up. Good morning, everybody. Today is Thursday, February 29th, 2024. I'm your host, Efren Jr., and today we pulled Spice. That's right, Spies. We pulled Spies. Je suis Spies. Hello. Good morning. Again, I'm here. I'm here in the captain's chair, taking over for Rose Crest. Rose, hope you're feeling better. Guest hosting. I'm basically Joan Rivers, you know, for, I mean, for, for your grandparents' generation. Yeah, you know what I'm talking about. Your grandparents used to tell you about Joan Rivers hosting, taking Johnny Carson's place, remember? Yeah. <laughs> I never saw any. I never saw any of those, because, you know, but there's a plane. It's a plane going over my fucking house every hour of the day. It's not a plane. Actually, it's a helicopter because there are helicopters everywhere in Los Angeles and they are spies. They say it's going to cut down on crime, quote unquote, but it doesn't cut down on crime. There's a ton of crime still. It doesn't have any effect on crime. What is the helicopter going to do? Really, what is the helicopter going to do? Land? Land on Broadway in 6th and stop that person from causing a ruckus? No, that's not what the helicopter... The helicopter is made to make you aware. The helicopter is up there to make everyone here aware that they are there. It's not a deterrent. It's a police state. It's not a deterrent. It makes people angry. It makes people feel watched. It makes people feel not at ease, at unrest. It makes people unrested. It's interesting that Spies from Tori's 2021 album, Ocean 2, Ocean, it's interesting that Spies was written as a lullaby. So I guess the story, without doing any research at all today, I guess the story was that Tosh was afraid of the bats that were like in the barn or the attic or something. And Tori wrote this lullaby for her to sing her to sleep and saying that the bats were spies, that they were like guarding her or protecting her, you know, which is the opposite of how I started this show with the helicopters, because I think that's a beautiful sentiment that Tori wrote about and a beautiful impulse for like why the song exists but i don't feel that way about the helicopters but that's not what we're here to talk about although really i think it does more harm than good it certainly does more harm than good on these radio waves you know how many times david and i have lost years you know we would be on we would be on unrepentant geraldine's right now if i didn't have to say holding for plane 20 times every recording session Oh, poor David. He moves to the quiet countryside of Saratoga Springs and has to <laughs> has to hear holding for plane when sometimes he can hear and and siren. Ooh, siren. Oh, I hope we pull siren tomorrow. That'd be nice. Um, let me try to focus on this idea of lullaby, lulling someone to sleep, literally lulling them goodbye. Goodbye to the waking world. <laughs> goodbye, lullaby. And how we all know how, I mean, I don't know if we all know. I know. I don't know if you know, but how lullabies were, they were, they go so far back. It's like what, like in the BC years, in the, before, in the BE, before earthquakes, the, before little earthquakes, BLE. Lullabies go back to 2000 BC and there are actually, I think like cave, is that right? Hold on. I, pa, hold for plane and research. It was on my way to Santiago when I ran into a dark beauty. She said I heard the news all about your friend. But it's your turn now to spend some time with me and sorrow as the sweetest little laughing sorrow 
is a pretty good friend I have. She said, take off my blue dress and give it to happiness. It matches the color of her eyes at midnight. Say, it matches the color of her eyes. It matches the color of her eyes at midnight. The earliest transcribed lullabies were found etched on a piece of Babylonian clay and dated as far back as 2000 BC. These songs, written in Hebrew in what is now present-day Iraq, narrated by a caretaker, describes a scene in which God is angry and threatening towards a baby who has woken up the world by crying. That fucking baby, how could you? trying to get my sleep, which reminds me of my friend Matthew. Just got a new apartment. I was helping him move into it. And um, I mean, lightly helping. Uh, <laughs> I mean, supporting. Mostly from afar. Um, anyway, his neighbors, you know that song, you can be as loud as the hell you want when you're making love from uh, Avenue Q. <laughs> I believe in that. I believe very strongly that if you are getting mad at someone for being loud in the boudoir, then there's, you're, I th- are you sure you're not jealous? Let's just check ourselves for a second. Are you sure you're not jealous? But apparently, and, and also I think that these people probably didn't think anyone had moved in maybe, or, you know, they weren't used to having neighbors maybe. And he's like, he texted me, he's like, oh my God, I think someone is sawing a hole in the wall. And I'm like, I don't think that that's what people do. He's like, listen. And I was like, those are bed springs. Someone's having very loud sex. And so, sex. And so, you know, he let it go one night and then it woke him up in the morning and he's not good on sleep. The point is he is not good on sleep. And that is how God feels when that baby cries. S-T-H-U. Shut the hell up, said God. So long story short, I didn't read the rest of the article. They invented lullabies. Okay. So lullabies occupied this really tender space in my heart. I think in the hearts of many people who were, who had the good fortune of being sang lullabies. Although I don't recall anyone really singing me a lullaby, like a classic lullaby, but I do remember my mom when I was younger singing a lot to me. And she, I used to, when I was a kid, I used to think my mom had the most beautiful voice. I do remember that there was this like local band in El Paso, which is like 40 minutes away from where I grew up, there was this local band in El Paso that my mom loved. She loved this band. And whenever they would perform, she would go see this band. And I remember her coming home one night and saying like, oh my God, they pulled me up on stage and I sang with them. And I was like, that is really cool. I thought that was really cool. So I do remember, I don't remember the songs because most of them were in Spanish, but I do remember her singing to me a lot. I do remember my grandma on my mom's side also singing to me a lot as well. And the soothing nature of a lullaby you know, that it can make you feel loved and it can make you feel warm. And then that, I think, that feeling, that warm feeling and that loved feeling can then make you comfortable enough to allow the darkness in. I imagine, I think that's why, pardon me, I would mention the D word. I think that's why death and sleep are really intertwined because obviously we go to sleep and we're unconscious and we don't know what's happening. So, and that same with when we die, we're unconscious for all time and we don't know what's happening, but also like letting the darkness take over you in the sleep arena, you know, in the years since I was a kid, I developed sleep paralysis. I have a lot of like torturous sleep things that happen. So I sometimes will fight off sleep. I'll actively fight it off. When I feel it coming over me, I will actively fight it off. That's something I have to work through. But at this point, why? <laughs> at this point, who cares? I'm 65 years old. So who cares? Um, but I often fight it. I fight that darkness. But when you're when someone is singing to you and making you comfortable and soothing you and 
expressing love to you through music, I think it takes your mind off of the encroaching sleep, you know, the encroaching darkness. So I guess how lovely it would be for someone to sing to you. Oh my God, when, you, when you're like dying in your moment, if you're lucky enough to know like your moment is coming, meaning like it's not some freak accident or it's not some like unfortunate situation, but you're like there and you're surrounded by people that you love. How wonderful it might be to have someone singing to you and think about who you would want. I think at this point in my life, I would ask Macy Rodman, to sing me to to sing me to death <laughs> sing me to death bitch please god that's a good way to die though honestly you know find what you love and let it kill you <laughs> sing me to death oh that's interesting i just had a vision i'm i decided i'm getting a tattoo i have the placement and the words that i'm going to get and i know where it's going to go and i know who's going to do it obviously danny rockman follow danny rockman d rockman on instagram she did all of our additional light divided tattoos so she's going to do it and i know where but i had a i've been having trouble knowing the what what i'm going to have surrounding the words and i just had the vision for it just by saying that oh see thank god thank god rose is sick <laughs> Just kidding. Just kidding, Rose. Um, no, please come back soon. Please. I'm having, yes, I'm having a hard time managing everything. Oh my God. And also enjoying my life, you know? I'm having a hard time managing everything while enjoying my life and exploring the beautiful world inside of me. But a lullaby. I want you to think today who, obviously, I mean, the, the gut knee-jerk reaction would be to say Tori Amos. But think beyond that. In fact, don't pick someone famous. Don't pick someone that anyone can have seen. Find someone in your life and ask them, preferably if they're younger, because that's the cycle of life. Ask them, would you please sing to me on my dying day? And then try not to be weird about it. And then when they look at you like, um, just be like, what? It's a perfectly normal question. Hundreds of people are asking their loved ones that today. So yes, please, please try it. Try it for me, won't you? Won't you? And if you have someone in your life who's like, oh, don't make me sing, that's the person you need to be asking, okay? Um, yeah, Macy Rodman would be my choice. I'm not going to ask her today, though, because that's weird. <laughs> but you do it. You do it. You do it and you report back. You do it, you report back, and then if it wasn't weird, then I'll do it, you know? I just came up with the idea. Um, spies, a lullaby for her daughter. What a wonderful gift, for, I mean, for everybody. What a wonderful gift for Tori to have a daughter. What a wonderful gift for Tosh to have a mother who has such an amazing voice an amazing musical ability. Like, I just, I'm so, I love that for them. I really, really do. Not only to be present in the moment of the crafting of these amazing songs, like hearing them come together, which I'm sure sheds whole other light on the creative process for Tori, of her creative process by being an observer of that. But just to be even like, like imagine how much inspiration she derives or she pulls from Tosh. Like, oh, it's how beautiful lullabies. Oh God, the comfort of falling asleep, being able to sleep in comfort. If you're able to do it, I'm able to do it more now since I've been on medical leave. I haven't actually no had, I had one night where the sleep paralysis would not stop. It was like a dozen in one night. It's just, and that it was my own fault. I had eaten a big meal long after I should have. I know how to manage it. I know how to manage my body. I know how to manage, basically I know how to manage to have a good sleep, which is to go to bed, not as, not necessarily at a certain time, but at a certain level of time. Once I push beyond that level of tired, it's going to be awful. So I have to go to bed in that pocket. I also have to not eat for several, several hours before I go to bed. 
good because my stomach, I think that my digestive system is stronger than my whatever that chemical is that puts you to sleep. I think my digestive system is stronger than that because as it's digest, if I eat late and I'm digesting, it will wake me up. I mean, it just wakes me up and I'm frozen solid. Oh, the worst, you know? So that's where we're at today. And you know what would be nice? Oh, you know what would be nice? I had this really cute idea that if you ask someone to sing to you, or if there is someone in your life that sings you like a specific song, like that, oh, imagine, imagine the peace and comfort you would find in that. I know that happens a lot in movies when kids are flashing back to their parents and their mom's always singing. It's usually, it's never, sometimes it's the dad, but it's usually the mom singing if there is a parent that sings, you know, and then that tune carries through the movie that there's like one specific thing associated so anyway how lovely lullabies thank you tori for this lullaby and it's funny because it's not it's not like the lullaby that she sang for tosh in i think 2001 was it on tour or was it on like a radio show or something that was beautiful too so yeah she could lull me a bye any day any day and with that i bid you a fond adieu until tomorrow but oh i have a fit oh i have a doctor's appointment tomorrow so my doctor put me on a fitness journey the doctor put me on a fitness journey and tomorrow's my appointment where i was supposed to have lost a little bit of weight fine is it i mean that's what the doctor said anything's wrong with you lose weight i hate doctors no i like my doctor but it's even more so with these particular doctors than ever i've ever had it before in my life because these particular doctors i go to it's like a gay men's clinic it's not the gay it's not the lgbt center it's called um Pacific Oaks Medical Group, and it's just all gay doctors. Don't call them and ask my details. That would be a violation of my HIPAA. I said that today to someone. Someone told me who their primary care provider was, that it was Cedars. And I said to my other friend, oh my God, so-and-so has the exact same primary care provider as you. And I was like, oh shit, did I violate their HIPAA? So anyway, don't call them. But they're all gay doctors, and they're all like, you know, they're athletic, they're lean. Ugh. God, good for them. I'm really proud of them. I'm actually, that takes a lot of work. Also, it takes a lot of genetics, but it also takes a lot of work to stay fit. And I'm proud that they can do it. I'm happy that they can do it because I know how difficult it is. So good for them. Good on them. Good on you. Good on everybody. What a great week. This has been a really good week. And that's all I have to say, I think. Is there anything, is there other business that we got to take care of besides that siren? That siren's taking care of business. I know you can't hear it, but I can. And I'm like a, what is, I'm like my son, Oliver Donut, the moment. You can't even hear something. And he's like, I don't know. You could obviously not see my skittering eyes, but with skittering eyes, he's like, oh, there, left, right, left, right, left, right, left, right. So anyway, that's how I feel right now. Whenever there's a siren, (sighs) I guess, you know. This has been fun. I'm, t- I'm having a hard time letting it go. Everybody, have a wonderful day. Thank you very much. And you know what? If you like the show, go ahead and rate it and review it on iTunes. Why not? I never ask you to do that. I don't like you to feel obligated to do anything. But if you want to, that's fun. And say something nice about Rose because she's lovely. Have a wonderful day. Bye. Maybe, maybe later, she said. Maybe.
Never Shut Up is a production of the Sideways Society. For more information and links to things mentioned on the show, please visit us online at songsoftoriamus.com. Yes, I know what you think of me. You never shut up.